Charmers. Welcome into another episode of Miss Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli, and I'm so very grateful for you taking the time to join me today. Some of you, this is not your first rodeo. It's not your first time kicking it with me, hanging out with me. Welcome back. For those of you who are coming across Miss Charm School Podcast for the first time, welcome. Come on in. I'm welcoming, I'm welcoming you into my home literally uh we take our shoes off when you come in here so take your shoes off relax pour you up something real sensual real nice okay real sexy Mm-mm-mm. and come in and sit down and have a talk with me so miss charm school podcast was actually created for women who are in transition women who are in the first five years of their marriage or women who are in transition to entering into the first year of their marriage. And we talk about everything here. We talk about etiquette. We talk about charm. We talk about protocol. Um, The main premise for this podcast, we talk about sensuality, sexuality. We talk about the feminine body. Uh, We have those conversations that some of you didn't have with your mothers. Some of you did have with your mothers. And we talk about the life things in love and relationships when it comes to the feminine that um, I don't know where you guys go (laughs) to get answers to these types of questions, especially I'll tell you straight up front. I am a Christian, believe in Jesus Christ. He is my savior. Okay. And I find that growing up in the church and growing up a preacher's kid, there were tons of conversations that we just didn't have um, as women in the church. And there's a lot about femininity for Christian women that's completely suppressed, in my humble opinion. And so we'll dive into some of those topics here. I will definitely probably say things that are controversial for some people in the church. Um, Hopefully not, though. Hopefully you vibe. And that's why you're here, because you're a member of my tribe. And I'm really excited about this season of Miss Charm School podcast. When I started this podcast, I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about in particular. I just knew that who I wanted to talk to. And I really wanna talk to women who are transitioning into marriage or are in their first five years of marriage. And I want us to be able to come into this space and have the conversations that, you know, women of faith maybe are not having, you know, in your small groups or your Bible studies, you may not be able to talk about lingerie or sensuality or sexuality or, Um, how to be a soft, feminine, radiant woman who's in touch with who she is sensually in today's modern age, right? You don't want to maybe throw it back on the internet. (laughs) That's not your calling in life, okay? Um, But you live in today's world, right? So how to be in the world, but not of the world um, and how to be fully expressed is a really big thing for me personally. And I have many life lessons that have brought me to this place where I've learned how to allow myself to be fully expressed and to give myself full permission um, to fully express myself as a woman. And I just feel so strongly on my heart that there are many of you who are struggling with this or trying to figure out, you know, where is it a safe space to have these conversations? And here is the place. This is the place. This is the safe space to have those conversations. I'm really excited for you to join me. A little bit more about me before we dive into what I want to talk about today because I want to keep this brief. Um, If you're curious, (laughs) again, my name is Sunday Eli, and actually I am a classically trained journalist, reporter, 
who worked in local news for a couple of years and was pursuing a career as a sports reporter and actually landed my dream opportunity of covering the Chicago Bears for a digital media outlet, which I love. And, um, you know, felt like that was my path and my calling in life. And maybe it still is. But I went through something in my life that really caused me to surrender everything to God. And when I surrendered everything to God, he opened up an opportunity for me to actually work in a church, <laughs> which is the furthest thing from what I would have ever, ever imagined for myself. Um, I actually turned down an opportunity to be a sports, a sports anchor and reporter at a local news station to work in my current role right now at a church and to do marketing. <laughs> so, um, you know, I totally am on this path right now where I am following the direction of the Holy Spirit and my steps are truly being ordered by the Lord. And I by no means ever wanted to go into like ministry like this or um, never saw myself of course, when I'm at church, like sometimes I get pulled into leadership positions and lead Bible studies and stuff like that, but it was never my heart's desire. You know, I just wanted to love Jesus, you know, kind of behind the scenes, if you will. Um, not that I'm ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but I just, I never wanted to be pulled into leadership ever. Okay. Um, and so it's kind of interesting to be in this position now. I still don't want to be pulled into leadership, but um in my prayer, in my quiet time with God, he keeps pulling me to do things like this and pulling me to share the good news because the good news is a lifestyle. And that's my new slogan now that the good news, it's a lifestyle. And so I think that there's a journey here. I, I admit that I don't have all the answers. I don't. I'm on the journey just like you. But I feel so strongly that there is a high level truth there's a divine truth that God wants to bring into the realm of the earth for those who are listening around femininity and sensuality and sexuality as a woman. And I think that there's areas of freedom for many people who feel suppressed. And then I think there's areas of correction for people who are maybe confused or not, who are not aware. And so I'm open to going on this journey. Like I said, it may be controversial at times. I don't know what the Holy Spirit is really getting me into here, but I'm obedient and I'm willing to go on the journey. So if you're willing to come with me, come on down. Um, yeah, I have a lot of ideas of conversations that I want to have. I will have people on this podcast that are believers and maybe some that are not. And we're just here to talk and to have a conversation and to learn and to grow and to create community. So spread the word, share with your girlies, okay? We're getting into some juicy stuff. So today's topic, I um, wanted to share with you how I was disappointed actually recently with some news with some public Christians who uh, filed for divorce. And I won't say them because I always have in the back of my mind that I may I may interview people like this one day. Um, I may be peers with some of these people one day, or maybe I see myself already as a peer. And so it's not my place to speak on anyone's personal relationship. But I can tell you that there have been several marriages in the public eye that have 
you know, filed for a divorce recently and several of them who have been publicly believers. And it has been so disheartening to me because as, and I had posted this on my close friend story on my Instagram at Sunday E-Y, E-L-Y, if you would like to connect with me there, it gets a little fun. It gets a little wild. Okay. I tell, I'll tell you right now. Okay. But I do love Jesus. Um, <laughs> but, um, I was very discouraged and disheartened. And I know that that's probably what the enemy wants to get people to stop believing in the sanctity of marriage. And, you know, it's interesting when you see people who are not pursuing marriage in a godly way, you know, and they're allowing themselves to have open marriages, but they're staying together and they're staying married. And it could almost make you feel like, what the heck, you know, I might as well go out here. At least that's how I was starting to feel like I might as well go out here and live my life. However I want to live my life. If it happens for me, I'm sure marriage will happen for me at some point. And, you know, there are no rules, right? There is no successful way to do marriage. And there are a lot of people that feel like that in our generation. And then there are people who deep down still have a faith and a belief in marriage. And then they're going and sitting at the feet of ignorant people who are on the internet, who are just simply the blind leading the blind. And so um, it's been heavy on my heart to dive into a deep study of these things. And because I believe that God is wisdom and God is high truth, the truth and truth will always stand. And I hope that this podcast will always have truth, timeless. Like God's truth is timeless. It doesn't change from 10 years ago to now. To, like when he gives you divine revelation and truth about something, it stands the test of time. It will always be powerful. It will always be a dynamic message because it's truth. And it's, it's a higher realm. It's not your personal truth. It is the truth, right? And so I, it's my divine and deep desire that this podcast be divine truth and whatever topics the Holy Spirit leads me to, even if it's about sex and sex toys or whatever, I just hope that it's always divine truth. Um, that's my personal desire. So back to what I was saying, I was very discouraged about um, this couple and their divorce. And, you know, I didn't want to see it happen for them. And as a believer, it made me feel some type of way. It, it discouraged me, to be honest. And the only thing that the Holy Spirit put on my heart is Hosea. And I've studied Hosea <laughs> maybe uh, not a decade ago, but maybe like seven or, eight, seven or eight years ago. The Holy Spirit kept leading me to a Bible study of Hosea. And I didn't understand why. I was like, I get it. It was a girl named Gomer, okay? She was loose as a goose, okay? And God had a man of God, a prophet, marry her. And she kept leaving him and going to her former lovers and, you know, cheating on him and going to, back to sugar daddies that was taking care of her. And um, every time they would discard her or hurt her or abandon her, you know, her prophet, Hosea, her man of God, would go find her. And there's so many layers to the book of Hosea and actually have it open here. You could read Hosea chapter two, Hosea chapter three, um, but there's so many juicy layers to that book. And there's been adaptations of that book. There's a book, a 
secular book called Redeeming Love that's based off of Hosea. It's an excellent book. You can buy it or get it on audio. I've listened to it on audio. And then actually Redeeming Love is supposed to be coming out in theaters as well. I saw that maybe last year or so. I haven't seen it publicly released, but that's something to look forward to because it's based on the book of Hosea. So it can kind of bring the story to life for people who need that visual kick. Um, but anyways, so Hosea, you know, I'm sure he was embarrassed. I'm sure he was laughed at. I'm sure he was, you know, considered a simp. You always take this woman back. She cheats on you. She leaves you for other men. She has your kids. She was naming her kids these terrible names, the first two or three of them. I think the first two and then the last one, she finally got it together. But she was naming her kids these ridiculous names. She was leaving her husband. She didn't care. Um, and God specifically told Hosea to go marry this woman because he wanted Hosea's life to be a ministry to the people of Israel, showing the people of Israel that this is how I, God the Father, love you. You go and get drunk with other people who serve other gods. You go after serving other gods. You spend your money on, I'm, I'm filling in the blanks here, fortune tellers, these are all these different things, all these things that are outside of the will of what I have for you. And I have provided abundance for you. I love you unconditionally, but you treat me like crap. You don't value this relationship. And when I heard about this couple breaking up, this is the story that immediately came to me. And I think that sometimes as believers, there's a very high calling. Um, and even beyond that, I don't even want to dive into that because then I think I would be speaking on something that I know nothing about. But beyond whatever my opinions might be, the book of Hosea really shows true unconditional love and how God the Father, the Heavenly Father, truly loves us unconditionally, that it really doesn't matter. Like when the writer, the apostle said that nothing can separate us from the love of God, nothing, you, not even hell, could separate you from the love of God. Um, and so Hosea to me is such a beautiful example. The book of Hosea is such a beautiful example of how a earthly couple, God used their marriage to describe how he loves us. And because of that, I think when it comes to love and relationships, it's a very high order. When you enter into a marriage with someone, you are charged, well, women specifically, if you read what women are charged to do, women are charged to respect their husbands. Husbands are called to love their wives as Christ loved the church, even giving up himself for her. Husbands are called to wash their wives with the word. They're called to present their wives without spot or blemish. I love how Dr. Miles Monroe says that, you know, husbands are supposed to cultivate their wives. Um, and he always says, cultivate me, baby. <laughs> but um, there's a very high order for husbands. They are called to lay their life down the way that Christ laid his life down for the body, for the bride, which is the church, which is the believers, those that have confessed him. We are his bride. And he loves us unconditionally, even though, you know, I'm thinking of his disciple that denied him three times. Um, he still loves us unconditionally, even though we do things like that to him. And so when you enter into a marriage as a husband, it's a very high order. 
and you are called to love your wife unconditionally, washing her, cleansing her, presenting her without spot or blemish. Um, you are called to lay down your life for her and she's called to respect you. Now, Gomer was not respecting Hosea. She kept leaving him, okay? I really want to say she kept leaving his ASS, okay? And, you know, she kept going after these other men until she realized that God was even blessing those men to bless her. Um, so she was leaving a blessing, going after something else that was false because it was only by God's grace that those men were even able to give to her what they could at the time that she was allowing herself to be involved with them. But anyways, not to go so deep into that, um, the main thing really that I want to talk about here is that unconditional love is a very high order. And I think people today really struggle with unconditional love. If you think about how you love your children, for those of you who have children, or if you think about how your parents love you, for those of you who have healthy relationship with your parents, or if you think about how you love your dog or your cat, there is an unconditional love that you have for those things, for that person or that that person has for you, that no matter what happens in life, you know you can call them. You know they'll come through for you. You know you'll be there for your kid. You know, people go out of their way to make provisions for their dog so their dog is not at home by itself, you know, too many days in a row if they go on vacation. There is a form of unconditional love there. And I think that when it comes to relationships, so many people are quick to choose self instead of pursue unconditional love. And, and I don't want that for my generation. I want my generation to pursue unconditional love. I want my generation to pursue a higher order of love. And like Dr. Miles Monroe says so eloquently in one of his sermons and his speeches, is that the family unit is the oldest institution on the earth. God established family way back in Genesis. He told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and to multiply. So before there was ever societies, before there was ever communities, before there was ever cities, before there was ever governments or nations, there was the family. And families today and, and for a while have really been struggling and I definitely want to see Christian families win. I want to see believers win at love and win at relationships because that is the prophetic blessing and anointing over your life. But I think it takes it takes many layers and by no means am I trying to be the expert. Um, it takes wisdom. It takes, you know, asking the right questions, getting to know the right person. It takes, I think, healing your inner child as well from your past traumas and stuff that you've been through but it also takes a level of unconditional love and i think in order to gift unconditional love to someone else you first have to receive true unconditional love a true deep revelation knowledge of what unconditional love um, is to you and means to you and i think when you can accept that you have been unconditionally loved when you can accept that you have been completely loved, that nothing will separate you from the love of God, I think then, and honestly only then, do you have the capacity to give unconditional love to someone else. I think it first has to start with receiving it. And I think that's why the Bible says that 
you know, Christ first loved us. We had to be loved first in order to receive a higher measure of love that exceeds and supersedes and is super to our natural, something that is supernatural beyond the capacity of earthly love because earthly love has limitations. Earthly love says, I have this boundary and if you cross it, it's a deal breaker for me. Earthly love says, well, you know, you moved and went to this different place in time and that's not gonna, you know, that city and that's not gonna work for me. Um, earthly love has limitations. It's, it's, it's fleshly. It goes back to dust. But there's something super that can be attached to our natural that will allow you to have an experience and unconditional love. And that's the same bond that a parent has with their child, a healthy parent has with their child. It's a supernatural connection. It's a spiritual connection that no matter what happens, that person, that child is always going to be a part of you. And I think when it comes to our marriages, when it comes to family, which is something that God established we have to reintroduce ourselves to unconditional love. And that means weathering storms with people. That means, you know, I hope this is not your story, but that may mean, Hosea, going and getting Gomer every time she leaves you, even though people call you a simp, even though you look foolish, even though you feel dumb, even though you get angry. But unconditional love means being there and showing up and dropping what you got going on to go get this woman that God told you to be with, that God called you to be committed to and to show his love to, because that is a ministry. So many ages later, centuries later, the book of Hosea still speaks because it's high truth. It's divine truth, it's God's divine wisdom imparted to us about love, about how God loves us and about how we have the capacity when we stand with God to love others. And so for those of you charmers that are in your first five years of marriage, or those of you who are watching who um, are way past that, or those of you who are fiancés entering into marriage with your spouse, and those of you that are single, because I know you're watching, who are on the verge of entering into something magnificent, I want to encourage you to have a heart, Ooh. I wanna encourage you to have a heart of unconditional love. I don't know why I'm being emotional about this. Um, it's important and I think our generation is missing it and I wanna see you win at love and I wanna see you win at marriage and I wanna see your children grow up with parents that absolutely adore each other and love each other so that they can go on and have another mini family of yours that also has unconditional love. And I wanted to spread like wildfire. And I think I'm so passionate about this because my parents actually, um, they used to work for a nonprofit organization that specifically helped fathers get reinstated, like fathers that had been separated from the household they specifically helped to get those fathers reconnected back to their children because their work and mission and passion uh, for the leader that they worked under was to connect fathers back to the home because they believed that the family unit was the most sacred thing, was the most powerful thing, was the difference maker 
that really set your children up for success for the long haul. And I still believe that. Fast forward as a young woman and a young adult, I still see that we're struggling in family. And I think that God wants to do something miraculous because you're watching this. It's not by mistake. I love you, Charmers. Thank you so much for joining me. Spread this message and work on having unconditional love. First, work on receiving unconditional love. And even if you feel like you have received it, I want you to go back and ask God, is there a greater measure of your love that I can receive into my life? Because I promise you there is. Even for me, there's a greater measure of love that he has for me. Um, man, I could tell you so many stories of how God has completely blown my mind when I've just learned to relax and trust him and be like, you love me and I know you got me. And I mean, I could tell you, I went a whole year without paying one bill, <laughs> okay, including credit card, okay. And I don't have any late payments. Um, my credit is still in the 700s, you know, still could be improved, but that's pretty darn good for someone who hasn't paid a, I've paid it now, but someone who went a whole year without paying a credit card bill. Um, and the more I tried to stress and worry and freak out, God just kept reminding me, I love you, I got you. When your mother and father forsake you, the Lord will take you up. The Bible says the Lord will even be your husband, you know, um, and I don't have time right now. I wanna cut this short, but I don't, I don't wanna dive into all those different things, but I can truly tell you that the Lord has truly been a provider to me, a protector to me, um, taking care of me in ways that um, don't make sense to people. People ask me, guys ask me like, oh, surely somebody's paying your bills or you got a sugar daddy or this. My sugar daddy is J-E-S-U-S, -S, boo. Okay. And he takes very good care of me. <laughs> and I've learned to relax um, because I'm loved. And I've learned to receive a greater measure of love that allows me to relax. And I want that for you. And I want that for you in your marriage. When you and your husband may get worried or concerned about things, I want you to be like Jesus and sleep in bottom of the ship, knowing that no matter what comes against your marriage or what blows in front of your house or what blows in front of your eyes, that y'all good because you're, you're held in the Father's hands. And that requires you receiving a greater measure of love. And as a wife, when you are gifted a house, you make it a home. I fully believe that a wife is a multiplier. If you give her a bag of groceries, she'll give you a meal. If you give her a house, she'll give you a home. If you give her a seed, she'll give you a child. She's a multiplier. And um, I think as a wife, when you have a deep gut revelation of being unconditionally loved, you spread that like wildfire to your family. And I want that for your family. <laughs> Your family deserves that. Your husband deserves that. That peace that you bring because you know who you are and you know whose you are. I love you and I'll see you next time.